0: Here they come, your Kamarda wealth leaders, slashing taxes, dominating risks, relentlessly pursuing profits, protecting your assets, and keeping you in stitches while leading to greater riches. Your Kamarda wealth leaders with Johnny Hotstocks, Kamarda, Sonia Embraceable, Uelia, Elia, Rob Bulmu Shevlin, also known as a financial anesthesiologist. You'll see why. And me, Jeff, I want to be a doctor, Kamarda. You're listening to the Camarda Wealth Leaders on WER, Camarda Wealth Education Radio. Let's face it, wealth matters to living a longer, better life for you and your family. Our goal is to painlessly educate you with uncommonly shrewd advice to help grow and protect your wealth. And while we aim to keep you laughing all the way to the bank, never imagine we're not dead serious about money. Jonathan Kamard is a Certified Private Wealth Advisor, Certified Financial Planner, Chartered Market Technician, Chartered Financial Consultant, Certified Fund Specialist, Chartered Life Underwriter, and Board Certified in Mutual Funds. Jeff is a Certified Financial Planner, Chartered Financial Consultant, Chartered Financial Analyst, Certified Fund Specialist, Chartered Life Underwriter, and Board Certified Mutual Funds. He's also an enrolled agent admitted to represent clients with unlimited IRS practice rights, holds a Master's of Science in Financial Services, and is a Ph.D. student in the American American College's financial and retirement planning doctoral program. Besides being Camarda's chairman and chief investment officer, Jeff is also a working research academic in Wealth Matters. The Camarda team believes deeply in financial education and expertise and is proud to have Dr. Tang Wei as our chief financial analyst who is also a university professor and working wealth research academic. Camarda Wealth Advisor Group offers private wealth management including no commission portfolio management through Camarda Financial Advisors and other financial services as described in our boring end-of-the-show disclosure. Folks, welcome back to yet another edition of Kamarda's Wealth Education Radio. You're here with me, Jeff. I want to be a doctor. Kamarda, Sonia embraceable you, Elia. Rob Shevlin, also known as... The
1: financial anesthesiologist. Boy,
0: it sounds like you're going to keep us up today, Rob. And uh, my brother and partner, Johnny Hotstocks, Kamarda. have a very exciting show for you today, folks. It's uh, focusing on some of the continuing problems in finding, understanding, evaluating a good financial advisor. Some of the... Some recent uh, regulatory action um, and uh, some profound differences that uh, a lot of folks really uh, probably don't have information on um, and uh, some real interesting results from one of my academic studies that will be revealed here for the first time. Uh, We're also going to look at continuing problems in the uh, life insurance uh, market, particularly for seniors that products are not performing as expected and, and some of the real tragic consequences of that. Uh, we want to focus on a couple of our portfolios, Columbia and Chartist, that continue to produce results that we are extremely proud of. And I think you'll be uh, very, very excited to hear how well these have done um, the, over the past year And what's been a very turbulent and uh, um, and sideways market, especially as we approach uh, the fall and, and wonder where the U.S. market is going from here. There's a lot of folks that are really uh, concerned that we may be looking at a correction or worse and then of course uh, we'll wind up with uh, uh, the our most ta- most entertaining part of the show uh, uh, Jonathan and his uh, philanthropy of different uh, celebrity voices giving us a stock market update so let's get into this first thing Rob that uh, hit the paper uh, the, the Wall Street Journal and other uh, outlets um, mid August, uh, Edward Jones was fined $20 million uh, by the SEC, $20 million. And um, have you had a chance to, uh, to really dig into that? Uh,
1: not yet. Okay. But, I, but I did come across an article this morning uh, that also, you know, addresses it. So I'm, taking, I'm feverishly checking it out.
0: All right. Well, you go ahead. And uh, while you're, you're in fevered over there, I'll kind of give our audience uh, salient highlights. Uh, so this has to do with municipal bonds. Uh, which is still one of the most poorly disclosed and uh, opaque uh, aspects of the securities markets. These are tax-free bonds that, that you'd purchase from a stockbroker, and there's very, very wide uh, uh, disparity in the actual value of the bonds and some of the prices that investors pay for them or, or what they, they get when they decide to sell them, that they're uh, opaque in and, and the, the markups or mm-hmm. excessive... Compensation on top of the bond's real value has been a problem really for decades. That we have commented many times on the show before and actually done some client case studies with you. Uh, but in this most recent iteration, uh, the SEC's, and this is the first time the SEC has really, and appears to be very aggressive initiative, um, been uh, the first pricing related case against an underwriter selling new municipal securities. And the gist of this is that they agreed on what the prices would be for new muni bonds offered by a municipality. Um, say a thousand dollars bond, whatever it was, and they set itself for a thousand, but instead of selling them to their clients at a thousand, they marked them up even on top of that. and the, the implication is not only did they get the underwriting concession, they got paid by the municipality, uh, typically ten percent or so, uh, for floating the issue, but then they, they double dipped and took another percentage on top of it. Yeah, they and,
1: took it into their own inventory and then they sold it at higher prices, which uh, is definitely a no-no.
0: And it's like they just waited for it to start trading, you know, so they had this new issue that they took themselves. So there's a lot of very troubling issues uh, um, on this, but it really goes, and, and, and again, folks, if you have municipal bonds, if you have, uh, um, are considering municipal bonds, uh, which is, is also, you know, it's a lot of risk where, where interest rates may be going. Uh, you really want to have a very detailed, sophisticated, learned opinion as to what your uh, commission costs are. Because very often, you may buy a bond for a lot more than it's worth and a lot more you can sell for the next day, and most of it is excessive sales compensation.
1: Rob? You know, over 13,000 people were affected by this. I mean, that's a, not an insignificant number of people. And I'm sure, you know, these people trusted, you know, the people that they were working with. You know, they knew they were probably getting paid, but they didn't know that they were being taken advantage of. And you just got to figure if this is just one example of what may go on every single day.
0: And it really does. You know, we've had cases on uh, on the show we talked about. I think uh, early summer, where one fellow, a doctor, had a million dollars in municipal bonds with a big wirehouse, and he actually paid more than they will mature to. So he so, said, "Okay, you hang on to your bond? Usually the argument is you hang on to your bond. At least you'll get your money back when it matures. He paid more. He was going to go down in value every day until it finally matured.
1: Yeah, I mean, and this, he didn't know that. Yeah, this just shows, you know, when people look at their statement, there are hidden expenses that are, you know, often involved that you don't see. And then you have something like this come up that I'm sure, you know, the statements probably would have been hard to discern what happened
0: there. The, uh, it, it, it's, it really is opaque, unless you look on the confirmation on the back in the, uh, um, uh, the very uh, faint uh, and small print to find out what, and it still doesn't tell you. It just says did the broker act as an agent or a principal uh, in a transaction, and if they were a principal, it means that they sold you their own property, but you still have no idea what uh, they actually paid and, uh, uh, or, 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 or how much extra they charged you. Um, and the, the journal uh, comment, the comments that, that especially with today's low interest rates, broker's compensation, uh, can really affect, uh, uh, investors' returns. And if the broker takes even a little bit more, um, you could really flip it from a, media, a meager return to, to a loss. Um, and especially troubling because small investors make up something like 70% nearly in all of, uh, the municipal, uh, bond market. Um, and, uh, um, and researchers uh, continue to uh, lament that significant markups and markdowns persist on municipal bonds sold to retail investors long after similar practices have largely been swept aside. If you buy a stock, you're going to, you know, the spread's usually a couple of pennies because there's, there's so much transparency in the market. We know exactly what it's trading for and what a fair price would be. That is not the case for bonds. And, and it, for corporate bonds, sometimes treasury bonds, uh, and municipal bonds probably are the worst of the bunch, and, but they're very widely touted uh, because, gee whiz, you want to get a tax-free bond? Oh, that sounds great, you know, but uh, it's very um, misleading as to what the actual returns are. So uh, Jones uh, um, got smacked uh, $20 million. This is interesting, and we'll seg into our next discussion. One of the, the players uh, um, at Jones, a, a, a Ms. Wishman, uh, agreed to pay a 15th, and she's, the, I guess, the architect of, uh, of this profit strategy for Jones, um, agreed to pay $15,000 and will be barred from working in the securities industry for at least two years. So she's got two years out, and then she can come back and, uh, and do this sort of thing. And it really is amazing how slight the, um, the, the sanctions are you know, for people that, that really uh, um, commit pretty egregious uh, acts uh, in the investment market. So, uh, any any uh, uh, um, final commentary on this before we kind of segue into the next topic, Jonathan or Sonia?
2: I I just like to t- say it's kind of scary. Two years is just enough time for people to forget what's happening right now, and it's a great opportunity for her to come back into um, the marketplace and make a ton of money for herself.
0: It it really uh, it really is astonishing. Again, I'm not, we don't mean to to, to finger Jones as it as, as it as uh, it were here. That's uh, this is pretty pretty typical practice standard operating procedure for most broker-dealers that are involved in the municipal bond market. And I, th- I think it's an important point, again, um, to, uh, uh, to mention that the retail investors, the folks, you know, you folks out there uh, listening to us uh, the, out of Jacksonville and out of Tampa, um, probably don't have a very deep appreciation, most of you, of the difference in duties that are owed to you by a stockbroker or insurance agent or a registered investment advisor, especially since we all call ourselves financial advisors these days. You look at the commercials or the business cards. You know, if you're talking to somebody at, at, at Edward Jones because they're in a the paper, but it really could be anywhere, odds are they're going to call themselves a financial consultant, a financial advisor, a financial planner. Um, but the, the distinction in how they get paid and what their duty to you is usually different because if they are... A Series Six or Seven FINRA um, the sales agent, a broker, stockbroker that that that, or that licenses them to sell the stocks or municipal bonds or, or uh, mutual funds or other securities on a commission basis. Their duty is not to you; it's, it's really to their employer themselves. And they have a suitability standard uh, that uh, they are they're required to uphold, but the, but a, a suitable investment you know, can be a huge commission investment or a slight commission investment. And the fact that if you pay a big commission, you make a lot less. Your return is unavoidably lower, but it's still just as suitable as something that would drive your wealth better. As uh, we approach the uh, end of the segment here, uh, Sonia, embraceable you. Thank you so much. Uh, Sonia is reminding me to let you know that uh, we should offer you a a copy of our brand-new report, the nine dangers facing today's investor and what to do about them and this particular issue uh, is very thoroughly explored in, uh, in that report as some other important ones as well as to how to really ferret out what your relationship is with your financial advisor and if they're working just for you or maybe they're working uh, to drive somebody else's profit bus before your own, and, and what you might be able to do about that. Okay, stay with us, folks. Uh, we have a uh, lot more um, in, uh, in this weekend's uh, radio show when we're really going to dig into some of these other problems with stockbrokers and how to understand what you're dealing with with the financial advice. Stay with your Kamara Wealth Education Radio team. You're listening to the Camarda Wealth Leaders on WER Wealth Education Radio. This show is previously recorded. For private or on-air questions or to request free white papers or other educational materials or to schedule a complimentary no-obligation consultation about today's or any other wealth matter, call us at 888-CAMARDA. Write it down, folks. 888-CAMARDA. That's C-A-M-A-R-D-A. Charlie, Alpha, Mike, Alpha, Romeo, Delta, Alpha, 888-CAMARDA. Call it now and keep it handy for Wealth Emergencies. Camarda Wealth offers complimentary, that's free folks, portfolio reviews to listeners. Get us your statements and we will thoroughly examine your portfolio, give you opinions on the risk and quality of each position you own, as well as how wisely we believe the whole thing holds together and how efficiently it addresses your needs and goals. At the same time, we'll also opine on how protected your assets are from financial predators, your estate plan, tax savings opportunities, and other ways we can think that you can cut risk Avoid probate, save money, and just plain get richer faster. Did I mention this service was free? Just call us at 888-CAMARDA, that's C-A-M-A-R-D-A, 888-CAMARDA, to set up your free portfolio review now. Folks, welcome back with your Camarda Wealth Education uh, Radio team. And continuing our discussion of some of the things to watch out for uh, with the financial advisors understanding their relationship and their duties to you, when uh, things you might want to consider in, in uh, making or keeping a relationship. Um, and we're going to talk about a Wall Street Journal study from last year, uh, 2014, uh, that was summarized in a paper and then a deeper uh, semi-academic study, uh, which uh, produced some pretty um, astonishing results and really was the, in- the inspiration for an academic study that I recently concluded as part of my Ph.D. studies that yielded some astonishing results. I don't think you're going to believe uh, what we have to share with you later on the program, and those results will be released uh, publicly for the very first time on the show today. Uh, But the Wall Street Journal uh, uh, last year was interested in the question, uh, do folks that um, have a hard time passing the stockbroker's license exam, the Series 6 and the Series 7, which all of us here in this room have taken, and I think we've pretty generally agree they're not that difficult you have to study for it but it's not as if you have to go to law school or medical school i mean i, th- I think that uh, um, i was able to to pass it uh... with a week's worth of study and uh, never having studied finance before back in the eighties so not tough exams but so the, the journal was interested in um... Do, do people that have a hard time passing exam or get poor scores have more problems as practitioners and the uh... Um, the, these licenses are orchestrated uh, by the financial, uh, um, by FINRA, which is the Financial Industry Regulatory Authority. Um, and uh, they conduct the examinations. And their position, kind of surprisingly, has been that there's no relationship between the scores on the exam and the quality of practice. And they refuse to release this information for study. It's very difficult. We'll talk more about this later on. They refuse to release this information for study. Even to the Wall Street Journal, so what the Wall Street Journal did instead was because the states also have uh, um, the securities uh, um, oversight obligations. uh, There's the Series sixty-three examination, which is state securities laws, which is probably the easiest of those that we took. I think you'd all agree, Jonathan, um, and uh, and Rob and Sonia. Mm -hmm. Definitely, the sixty-three, the blue sky exam, was pretty easy, right? Compared to the Mm -hmm. seven, it was much easier, and even compared to the six, probably. which is like a water down seven so they're able to get state securities uh... Um, uh, uh data so and and they analyze do people that have a hard time passing the series sixty three low pass rates or two or three failures before they actually pass um... have a uh... Um, the, 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 the harder time uh... dispensing good advice Now the last thing that we want to tell you is we can track this There's a form called the u four that every uh, um, securities uh, uh, licensed person needs to complete, whether they're a stockbroker, or a commission person, or registered investment advisor like us. And on this U4, there are something like 57 questions of disclosure events. Have you ever been convicted of a misdemeanor? Have you ever been accused of investment fraud? Has a court ever found you um, guilty of stealing somebody's money? Those kind of questions, right? They're in a, a variety of areas. And uh, so the journal looked and they spent bankruptcy, you have trouble getting a bond, civil judicial, uh, customer complaints, regulatory actions, judgments, um, that sort of thing. So the journal conducted the study to see um, if uh, they were able to find a relationship between scores. And uh, a couple of you have read uh, this article this morning. What was your take on the conclusions that you read, Sonia?
2: It was very frightening. <laughs>
0: T- tell me why.
2: Um, definitely. I mean, well, number one, the the connection between um, the the number of people who are not passing the test and who continue to work in the industry, and not only that, but the ne- connection that they have to particular firms. And I know that this was just for a small piece of the country.
0: Well, actually, um, this one, the, the the journal study was like 27 states.
2: Right, but I mean the 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 piece that was just about New Jersey and the migratory patterns between firms and so... So tell tell us a
0: bit more about what you saw there.
2: Right. So um, there was a group of firms that were um, what's decertified. I don't know what the right word is. Um, But there was a big correlation between those firms and a group of registered representatives who also had disciplinary action on their their U4. Um, They kind of just migrated from Firm to firm that had troubles. So the reps had troubles. The company had trouble. I don't know if there was any connection yeah. to their scores, but not a good loop. But but,
0: but a problem there. Do you have a comment, uh, Rob or Jonathan?
3: Yeah, uh, no. I mean, essentially, if I may, Rob. Uh, yeah. Uh, as far as the, uh, you know, kind of a uh, uh, a few points is uh, failing of tests. Uh, you know, uh, you know, which kind of makes sense uh, intuitively, but you never really make that link. I think psychologically at the uh, you know, uh, but if you go to
0: the doc, you want the one that had a hard time, you know, that he flunked medical school three right. times, he finally figured it out. <laughs> right, and then you notice
3: the other thing, too, is, and, and, of course, the CFP and a lot of these other designations, CFAs, look into uh, bankruptcies and as such, and you also notice it kind of makes sense, doesn't it? These people are giving financial advice, and the highest uh, uh, bankruptcy rate certainly is highly correlated with issues that they have with client situations. I wonder how that happens. And then, yeah, the other thing is, is one of my favorite, and I say that facetiously, uh, not ha-ha, but one of my favorite is the migratory patterns, uh, kind of like herds of elephant. Uh, when you, you say
0: migratory patterns, you mean these brokers going from firm right, to firm Right, right. So they
3: have problems, and a lot of them, you know, they're kind of the birds of the same feather, right? They flock together, and they go to these firms. And as long as production's at a certain level, it just goes to show you the environment. Most of these firms, if they can hit the ball, will deal with, uh, you know, with the off-the-field stuff, uh, you know, uh, and allow these guys to just migrate and then infest themselves until more problems arise. So. Yeah.
0: So, so, you, so your point is a good one. There is that the firms care more about their sales production than the ethics or quality of the advice.
3: Right. Just like and, the NFL cares more how far you can throw the ball, how many completions you pass, and uh, you know if you beat your wife, uh, you know it might go in the back page, but they'll still sign you. So, yeah. Or sign. you know
0: you can still you can deflate a little bit and still uh, still remain in the game. Absolutely, Tom. A greed
3: is good. Still prevails. Yeah, if, you're, if you're married to a model, I guess it works.
0: So, I, so the important, uh, the important point, I think, is that it really drives home the difference between fiduciary investment advisors, which will continue, you know, the theme of the program, um, and stockbrokers and folks that are sales agents. Their job is to make money for the companies they work for, and like Edward Jones, we talked about earlier, or these other large, large uh, broker dealers. Uh, like Merrill Lynch and uh, UBS and so forth, they, not, not that good or bad, they are what they are, but their job is to sell financial product and to make money for their companies and for their shareholders, not to represent their clients. Rob, you have a quick uh, uh, summary?
1: Well, I guess one of the things is, you know, how do you go and go about finding out about these issues? I mean, I always thought that broker check, you know, was a good website to go to. I've always looked up advisors on there, and what's interesting is when you see some of the disciplinary uh, findings or, you know, judgments that they've had to pay, but what about how many times they've had to take the, an exam if they failed it?
0: Yeah, so let's kind of wrap that up with the, the journal's findings, and because uh, that's a good point, on because broker check really doesn't give you that much information as much as you might like. Um, but the, uh, the journal found that, that some 51,000 brokers, or about 14% of the sample total, had failed a relatively simple Series 63 at least once. Uh, and the authors of this study um, the, for the journal... Found that uh, black marks such as criminal charges and firings increased with the number of failed test attempts. And those who failed at least three times, including employees at some of the largest brokerage firms with the best names, you would think, failed at least three times were much more likely to be accused of unauthorized or excessive trading, churning, unsuitable or high pressure sales, misrepresentations, and fraud. And these authors concluded that while brokered data are subject to the SEC purview um, and undoubtedly like public record, the securities industry controlled FINRA apparatus uh, unquestionably conceals the bulk of such information from the public. And even though these data are required to be weekly delivered to the SEC, the SEC has them, which is a government agency, not a self regulatory organization. The SEC has maintained they're not subject to federal uh, Freedom of Information Act requests, so you can't get it from the SEC. And the authors are also troubled that no data is available on literally millions of others that are no longer registered but still out there selling life insurance products, uh, possibly, uh, and just completely off the consumer protection radar. Uh, Finally, they're very uh, 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 frustrated that the data are distorted, and back to your question, Rob, by FINRA's frequent grants. A broker's request to expunge customer complaints from the CRD records So what you get there, all the stuff and these, these bad things that they found, it's not even all of it. In fact, the journal, you know, went on to spend too much time in the story. They found a lot of other stuff, you know, the criminal and other stuff that should have been disclosed by checking out the people in the database that wasn't even in the U four record. All right. So uh, this is, you know, fast, very troubling, but fascinating uh, discussion that we will continue uh, throughout the program. Uh, again, uh, Sonia wants me to run. This stuff is really important, folks. You need to know who you're dealing with. And uh, to better understand what you have and what you want, please call us for a free copy of the nine biggest dangers facing today's investor and what to do about them. You can get your free copy, hot off the press, third edition, just written this summer by calling us at 800-262-1083. That's 800-262-1083. Please write it down, 800 800- 2621083. Catch you right after the break. You're listening to the Camarda Brothers plus the Antle and Rob on WER Wealth Education Radio. Better planning, better wealth, better wealth, better life. Tell your friends about the Camarda Wealth Ladies right here on this station. This show is recorded, but you have questions to be answered privately or on the air if you wish, or want free reports or other educational materials, uh, call 888-CAMARDA, that's 888-C-A-M-A-R-D-A.